0: your on the mark podcast is loading now the on the mark podcast is sponsored by the sunbury motor company family-owned dealership since 1915 fourth street in sunbury and sunbury motors kia on routes 11 and 15 hummel's wharf
3: Fascist,
0: that like semi-fascist? <laughs> semi-fascist. We heard that. You pull the mic about an inch closer. Uh, yeah, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Uh, John Shipman and I have already cured unknown diseases and feed the poor. Next, we have to uh, try to get uh, this country back together again. That might not be doable. It's going to be a challenge.
4: I, uh, you know, we were just talking about that. that it, locally, it doesn't seem to be the issue, even in Harrisburg. And you know, Harrisburg gets testy at at election time, but usually they can come together and get things done in Harrisburg. But Washington's just totally out of control. And when you vilify someone who just because they disagree with you, you know, every, you know, we we're all entitled to our own opinion. Uh, and I know that you know uh, people might think my opinion is wrong. They're entitled to think that I'm wrong, you know. And I and I shouldn't be upset about that. Now, if they call me nasty names, that that hurts. You know that there's no need to well, do. Well, you're that. only a semi. I'm a semi. Is that sort of like semi-pregnant?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on the fascist side. Yeah, yeah John, Anybody? Any of your friends ever call you that during your coffee no. coffee breaks?
4: No. Yeah. You know, and and I have friends, Democrats and Republicans, and we have coffee and we we disagree about stuff, but but, but we we're still friends. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like it's it's hatred. It's a uh, you know ideas are are what really shape any any society uh, and ideas are important and ideas are debatable
0: well, it's like the Green New Deal. You know, within the Green New Deal, there were like twenty different proposals that had quite a few things in it. But two of them were perfect, and everybody could have agreed to them if they didn't come through on this clump of, uh, you know, this idea of putting everything into the same package and doing it all at the same time. Well, and you know, I don't know anybody that really believes that
4: we should pollute our environment and destroy our, you know, our country. Uh, you know, a lot of real conservative people are outdoors people and so forth, and they're very careful about, about what they do when they're out in the woods and so forth. You're a hunter. Um, you know, these guys carry their stuff back out. They don't just throw it on the ground and so forth. And so, uh, you know, we're all concerned about the environment, um, but I think the, the, the rub is how, how far do we restrict our economy. How far do we penalize ourselves when China is building hundreds of new coal-fired power plants? You know, uh, our that's a, that's a talking point. Our our <laughs> our leaders have said. I mean, it's true. But it's true, right. and our leaders have said uh, that if if the United States emissions went to zero,
0: it wouldn't be enough. So right, it, wouldn't. it would just sort of stop where we are. Well, to be continued, folks. We are now on on the mark. It's sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We're talking about what's it going to take to glue our country back together again. I don't know how I came across it. Maybe some sort of an epiphany, but I think the issue is our ego. I think I'm right. I know I'm right. You're you're you might be somewhat right, but you're not as right as me, and that's the issue. I think it all goes back to that. Well,
4: I think if it stopped there, it would be good. But now, instead of saying you, you may be partially right, you're an idiot, or you're a fascist, or right.
0: just because you don't agree don't with me. And right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We have John Shipman here. He would just love to see good government. He's brought to us uh, real advocacy and guests related to the Convention of States, which could, you know, we, our country is so screwed up. I don't think that Convention of States would be helping us climb up, the, you know, climb up out of the hole about halfway, but we would still have a long way to go. But yeah, we have to restore some sort of a positive dialogue. We would love to hear from you today on these ideas. What do we got to do? I know one thing we have to fix, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we have got to restore confidence in elections. Whether we have early voting or not, I used to say, oh no, we have to keep early voting. You know, one of our callers this week suggested we just get rid of early voting and, and somehow uh, mandate accurate counting of votes on an election day, even if it has to be a national holiday. Get her done so that we have confidence in the elections again. You know, I think that will go a along Way, so all right. Well, we're going to talk about these ideas. Uh, we would invite you to participate in our conversation. We got one guy standing by, Stan. He's ready to go, so we're going to put him on the radio shortly. John Shipman is my co-host, fine local businessman, a good uh, faith leader around here. Just a super guy. Hasn't forgotten anything, as near as I can tell, in in sixty years or something. Is that true? <laughs> well, I for- I've forgotten a lot of things, okay. but uh, I try to re- I try to remember. It's uh... well, well, but you have a good memory. Bottom line, you and Joe both, even on your worst days, are 20 times remember uh, mem- things more than I do. So, uh, so on the mark, sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Participate in our discussion, really talking about digging ourselves out of the abyss uh, and uh, making sure that we have uh, some uh, import at keeping this country together. I don't think we're falling apart. I don't think we're going to have a civil war. I don't think we're all going to disappear. But we're certainly not getting good government. Our Congress is, uh, well, I would just say they're underperforming, but they're misperforming. Our administrations are overperforming. Our courts are in charge of the world today, which is just crazy. Every branch of our government has
4: overstepped its constitutional bounds. Every branch. The courts...
0: Congress and the presidency all are out of control. What has Congress overdone? I always think of them as underperforming, only because I obsess with, you know, budgets, Madeline's budgets,
4: but... Well, that's a big thing. They You know, they, they allocate money. They spend money that they don't have. They they fudge things to make it look like it's going to be paid for when they know it's not going to be paid for. Mm-hmm. And so they they tell us, well, oh, this is going to be paid for, how this and this and this and what we're going to do. But it never works out that way. We just keep getting deeper in debt. When Barack Obama came into office, our national debt was $10 trillion. That's 2010, uh, uh, right? Okay, all right. Yep. 2010. So, in, in, in a little – in 12 years, okay, uh, in – well, 13 years now, uh, we have tripled
0: our federal debt were thirty-one trillion and counting. And absolutely no breaks on it. That's the None? other thing. You know, thirty-one is just trivia because tomorrow it's going to be thirty-two and then next week it'll be thirty-three. You can't even comprehend normal
4: people cannot comprehend thirty-one trillion dollars. That's thirty-one thousand billion. <laughs> What does that mean? It's <laughs> just a
0: number. Well, that's That didn't clarify it. <laughs> didn't all right, clarify right, let me finish the intro. We'll get folks involved in this. We're talking about our busted government folks. And really, when the government's busted, the country's busted because we right. put them there. There isn't a single individual in Washington, D.C. who isn't there but through us. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Stan, thank you so much for waiting while we set the scene here. You're welcome to join in our conversation, or maybe there's something else on your idea. Your mind, it is in Open Phones Friday.
5: Two words. Well, maybe it's three. Let's see. God saved... Four words. God saved the Queen. Okay, <laughs> now I'm done with that. Okay, uh, you. you. know, she lived a long life, and you know, feel sorry for her family, because, you know, she died. She was a patriarch of the family, or it was a matriarch. Matriarch. Female. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so, but that's over and done with. You know, they'll, you know, uh, what's his name? Charles is the king now, so whatever. Uh, John, you're, you know, you're wrong. Biden (laughs) says we're going to reduce the deficit by $1.5 trillion. He keeps spouting that number. I'm not sure how that happens when we're spending more money than we have and just printing it. (laughs)
0: Well, I think that goes into the things that they say. They say that they know they won't work, even though they say they will yeah I think that I, I think that what happens is
4: Congress tells us and the President tells us just not this president, but the President tells us oh we're going to pay for this the last time we paid anything down on the deficit, Bill Clinton was president. Think about that. Yeah, and I'm not even... Are, are we even sure it happened then? We did. For two or three years in the late... Keep in mind, the late 90s were an economic boom time. The economy was just going gangbusters. Uh, the... Uh, uh, the uh, Government had scaled back some of the uh, um, some of the uh, social benefits to encourage people to go to work. Uh, it, the uh, the economy was booming; people were working. Uh, it was a good time, and uh, for two or three years in the late nineteen nineties, we actually reduced the deficit. We haven't done it since.
5: Right. Well, you know that's all by design, I think. You know, we we got a bunch of globalists down there in D.C. and across the country. And, you know, they're part of the globalist elites. You know, everybody says, well, that's conspiracy theory. But, you know, if you look at, look at the World Economic Forum, you know, all these people go there. You see John Kerry there. Biden hasn't made there because he can't stand up for five minutes to give a speech to them. You know, they just tell him what to do. That's what it seems to be. You know, but you got Newsom and you got the Canadian Prime Minister Do They're all part of this. You know, and, and what is the goal of the leftist elites? They want to control the food supply. They want to control energy. And they want to control transportation. So what happens then? They control the people. Because when people are hungry, they look to the government for relief, for help. Stan. To control the energy. When people are freezing in the winter, who are they going to look towards? They're going to look for the government to help them.
0: Stan. Who are, no, elite? Yes, yes, Mark, huh? Who are the leftist elites? Yes, Mark. Who are the leftist elites, and how do they wish to control those things, and why? Well, I, I actually at, I th- I think they want to the control
5: way. the people. Look at what's going on in California right now, because of what they've been doing over the years in, in the name of climate change. The people out there can't charge their electric vehicles, which you are told they need to have because we're going to outlaw gas vehicles in, by 2035, according to Mr. Newsom. So, but they can't charge them because. Oh, we don't have enough electricity because we shut down our plants, power plants, because of global climate change. All right? That's what's going on. And then you got a bunch of Yahoos down there in D.C. You got Pelosi. I don't know how, you know, you never hear much about Schumer's finances, but Pelosi's made millions <laughs> off of her position. And it's not just Democrats, you got uh, what's his name? McConnell. Yeah, McConnell. He's the same way. His wife's a Chinese, you know. Her family's Chinese shipping, and she's got that here. And, they, and McConnell gets money from the Chinese. They all do. So they're all working together to try to control people.
0: So it's not just elites, leftist elites. It's elites, elites, it's the elite. What? It's John the Davos John told me a well, month
4: ago. It, it's the Davos people, and I agree with that, uh, uh, Klaus. Uh, 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 Kraus Schwab is, is uh, the leader of this. But the reason they need to weaken the United States is because if you have a superpower like the United States, uh, you can't control that country. So uh, th- their goal, starting with George H.W. Bush's great, uh, uh, New World Order speech, is to sort of level the playing field. And uh, uh, so we have had governments, uh, one after the other, that have espoused that uh where the United States should just be one among a group and not the superpower. And uh, in order to do that, they have made all kinds of promises uh, on the climate, uh, on uh, uh, on uh, giving money to, you know, if, you, if we looked at the amount of money that the federal government has pledged in all these treaties to give to other countries, it's astounding. And yet, you know, it's all done sort of quietly. And I agree with Stan, you know, uh, that the Republicans aren't any better than the Democrats at doing this stuff. It's, uh, yeah, they go to, they go to Washington, D.C., and they are a poor bartender, and 10 years later they're multi, multi, multi-millionaires. And we just wonder how that works when you're making $147,000 a year in Washington. Which is way too much anyway, but that's another
0: topic.
5: Right. And that's, you know, the... You know, Trump went over to Davos, I think it was in 08, or no, 18, maybe, somewhere in there, and he gave a speech, and it wasn't a speech that they they agreed with. And and you hear, heard uh, speeches from, like, a source and stuff saying that Trump is a dangerous man, he needs to be removed, because he didn't go along with their plan. That's one reason why Trump is not in office, because he he stood against them for the American people. It was America first, not world first. That and remember, he told he told the Germans when he was over there in the NATO meeting and stuff, stop buying Russian energy, fuel, gas, because they can turn it off at any time. And what has happened last week and this week, they turned it off indefinitely to Europe. What's going to happen to them poor people in the winter? Because of the decisions of their leaders...
4: Well, I, and Stan, I'd just like to tag along on that. You know, "Mega" is "Make America Great Again." It has become a almost a curse word, but it is uh, that slogan is in a, is in direct response to the globalists who would make America weak. And Donald Trump disagreed with that, they, and they, they laughed at him over at Davos. The Germans laughed at him about the energy, and of course uh, it's uh, what he said, a lot of what he said is coming true. So, but, you know, mega has become a, 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 a dirty word, but I, I, believe, <laughs> I believe that any leader of any country is obligated to do what he can to make that country strong and prosperous. And if every leader of every country did that, we would have a lot of prosperous countries and we would be more uh, able to talk to one another. But, you know, America has been over the last 20 years virtually the only country. I mean, these other countries are just running their governments are running their countries right into the ground.
0: All right, Stan, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, buy your generators for when we run out of electricity for around here. But then we may not have gas either, so, you know, I don't know what you do at that point when your generator runs out of gas and you have no electricity. How about what a do coal we stove. do in the middle of the winter,
4: Mark? Coal? How about a coal stove?
5: <laughs> yeah, but they, most of those need, well, yeah, you can get the old the old pot bellied I guess, <laughs> and fire that up and that is the heat. But, you know, most even modern stoves, even if they're cool or whatever, still need electricity to run properly.
0: Right. I, I used to boast, uh, you know, uh, don't worry, I got it covered. I have a, a natural gas boiler in the basement, which does domestic water also, so I'm good. If gas runs out, I have a heat pump that'll he- heat the whole house. And then, of course, now Stan comes along and says, but what if there's no electricity? Neither of those will work. I have a small generator, but I don't think it'll do the whole house, although I can hook my the F-150, they have me driving now has a power, and it has a subsequent generator, not the V8. It has a generator, yeah. so <laughs> we got it covered with the F-250. Okay, Steve. Either
5: way, you need fuel to ro- operate all Well, those that's DC3 true. Equipment. Yep, we're
0: going to need the gasoline at some point, somewhere. Okay, yeah, we're... We uh... I can go chop down a tree and feed it to the F-250. No, it doesn't work that way. All right, <laughs> well, thank you, Stan.
5: Well, did you use wood gas, so maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. But not not in one day. All right, thank you, sir. No. Thanks for checking in, Stan. <laughs> our good caller from Danville checks in, uh, and uh, we would love to hear from everybody today. We got a lot of regular callers, and we've had some new callers lately. <laughs> We're talking about our busted government, and we would just love for you to be on board. I, I, you know, I always point the finger at Washington and or Harrisburg and say that the you know they are busted. But it is, if you want to go to know how they got there, go to the nearest mirror. And that's how they get there. That's how they stay there. That's why they are there. You know, you see all the behavior of uh, local good state representative in many ways. Fred Keller, but went to Washington and just totally got sucked into the vortex and stopped talking to the local regional media. And, of course, 100 percent firmly behind President Trump and, you know, you know, to the exclusion of others. So, uh, and Dan Muser does the same thing. He's got the Republican talking points in his shirt pocket. So, uh, your view on this, folks, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at
2: onthemarketwkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
0: All right. Welcome on board, everybody. Uh, We're talking about our body politic. What can we do to glue ourselves back together? You had said off mic before we even started, we have to stop talking past each other. Yeah, you know, uh, when, when you talk to someone,
4: take you and your wife, me and my wife. Okay? You start to have a discussion, which turns into an argument. At some point, you're not really talking to each other anymore. You're talking at each other or even past each other because the other one at this point has just shut down completely, and you're an idiot, and they realize you're an idiot. It doesn't happen at my house. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so that's what we need to, to try to get away from and have a s- civil conversation on the issues not on personalities we're all crackpots we're all wackos at times we all do stupid stuff at times everybody can point to john shipman and say boy he's a wacko he did this or he did that i made my share of mistakes over my life okay and so and sometimes i don't sometimes i try to defend a position that later on i think you know that wasn't a very smart thing to do so i even recognize that sometimes when i really analyze what i'm what i'm advocating for maybe i'm been too dogmatic on that, so, uh, uh, and but we need to have that kind of, of, uh, of uh, discussion with each other where we can sit down and debate, vigorously de- debate, uh, you know, the, the issues, but once it turns from, you know, I had heard a really good uh, little ditty a long time ago It said, big people talk about ideas. Average people talk about things. Little people talk about people. And you know, this feeding the background of, well, he's a horrible person because he did this and/or she she said that and so forth. You know, we're all horrible people when it comes down to that. Really, there's not anybody that's that's righteous. So uh, we need to understand that. We need to talk about issues. Let's debate them. Let's let the debate be vigorous. But let's not get into the
0: vilification of people. Maybe you see this a lot in uh, high school or college debates. People will switch sides, so the ego goes out of it. You know, They lose this ability to say, well, I'm Republican, and I favor keeping the minimum wage where it is and not borrowing any more money for the national debt, because that's the way I feel, and that's my personal view. They have to argue the other way. I remember once, this would be about 10 years ago, Professor Rosu was here, and he says, you know, overspending isn't the end of the world. Of the debt was 10 trillion at the time, and um, overspending beyond the national debt was really just becoming something kind of structural. I think he called it, you know, saying that it's, it's built into the budget. It's nothing. It's not that big a deal as long as the, you have boom times coming where you can start to pay down, and you have a, sort of a disciplined approach to it. But now we we do three three. Four trillion at a time, all at one time for one bill. Well, and and
4: in a, in a former day, when interest rates were one percent, half a percent, and so forth, uh, that ten trillion dollars or twenty trillion dollars, the United States was paying around eight or nine percent of our annual budget in interest. Okay, So if you're a bondholder, you're happy with that because you're getting a government check. But what happens when interest rates go to 4% on $30 trillion, Now we're going to be at 15 or 16% of the national budget just to pay the interest. So the whole country could be upside down. So at some point, that, that uh, discussion becomes... Uh, uh, moot because now the debt is so high that we can't afford to pay the interest so now you're a bondholder. you've got a you know you've got a couple ten thousand dollar u.s treasury bonds and they're paying you three or four percent and all of a sudden the government says well we're going to print more money now that we're paying you three percent on your bond but it's only worth one uh, percent or a half a percent, because we've inflated the 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 the, the uh, costs so much, so that th- there's a fallacy in that. It does matter. Does it matter if it's a little bit? No. Does it matter when we tripled the debt in 13 or 14
0: years? Yes, it matters. Yeah. Then well, well, and plus it, it it's not. <coughs> I, I'm going to misquote it, but it's not structural or overspending. It's Deliberate imbibing from our great-great-grandchildren, but they aren't going to be able to pay. I mean, this—let's suppose we wanted to pay off the debt. I mean, it would take 30 years. Well, you know, and
4: the reason we're in—we're in the. St- financial situation we're in as far as the economy is concerned, and why we're looking at a potential recession. And the fla- the, the red lights are flashing, I mean, I, it doesn't make any difference what people say, try to put a happy face on it, uh, you, you know, when at some point you have to pay the fiddler. And so, potentially, uh, we're going to see interest rates go to 4 percent. That's what the Feds are, are shooting for. Uh, when the interest rates go to 4%, uh, and, and the economy s- slows down even further, and the M2 money supply, M2 is the value of money in cash, checking accounts, savings accounts, and money market funds that are held by individuals. That, that has not increased since February.
0: All right, we're going to take a CBS break. You're listening to WDK, OK? Sunbury. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. And John Shipman, fine Sunbury resident and business person, very active community volunteer, one of the founding members of SPARK, uh, back when it wasn't a uh, committee that would uh, meet and utilize other people's funds and try to make things happen. uh, They, uh, Jesse Woodring and Jan Tippett and Roger Haddon and some other, uh, and maybe three or four.
4: Phillips was on that. uh, Yeah, we had a about 10 about 10 or 12 of us that uh, the Met to try to... Would make things happen. Do
0: good things. Right. Right, and would utilize what uh, folks in Sunbury began to know as the J- Jesse Woodring savings account <laughs> that was really just for the city to make things happen that there was no taxpayer money for. So, yeah, they, they, what a what a good, quiet leader that was. We can always use those kind of leaders. Too bad he didn't never went to Washington at any point in his career. You know, if he could stay that sort of free-thinking, independent, most of the time listening... Later, we could have used them. Uh, Yeah, I think that uh, uh,
4: Jess had a lot of good ideas, and uh, uh, so did the the rest of the committee. Uh, And we would banter things around and and evaluate, you know, is this something that we can realistically put together? Is this something that we can, you know, try to get... uh, uh, some help with and so forth. So, uh, but uh, pretty bright people in that group
0: and pretty dedicated people in that group. It was a fun thing to do. Right. Yeah, f- folks really dedicated and uh, using their time and treasure to make things happen. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do please go to sunburymotors.com. I haven't been on the Sunbury Motors website in almost three hours, but it is just a wonderful. F250, it's got a generator on board and a couple of AC outlets in the back. It's got a DC outlet. In case you come across one of your good friends who has a battery-operated vehicle, and they have the D- DC3, it's called, uh, and they need a charge, you can give them a, eight hours of charge in about 20 minutes in. So, it, it's just quite the truck. So, uh, I would invite you to do what I do. Drive around, go ar, ar, ar when you see your friends, and uh, show off this truck, which actually has a lot of actual capability. I will at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us one 800 7959565 you can email us at on the at you can text us at 70236 include the keyword otm we've been talking about uh, the nation that uh, i'm using the reference that it's fallen into an abyss and that we need to get out of it but um, uh, we just need we we just can des- we just deserve better government and that's really what it boils down to i don't think we're really going to fall apart i'm sure it Democracy. And of course, every time we invite him, Dr. Soika sits over there in that chair and says, No, this is just us getting better and better. You know, this might be a bump, but it's just a bump. You know, pretty soon we'll be back in the smooth. So, all right. So that's what we're talking about our nation, our body politic. Can we talk to each other and do some active listening associated with that? Who would be our next president that might be a good leader for the U.S.? Could the U.S. Congress eventually step up and act? actually do their job, but could the president actually not do too much, which they're not supposed to be doing, Uh, or could the U.S. Supreme Court stand down and and let the legislature and the president actually run the government? Uh, These are the questions we're talking about. We're trying to get out of the malaise that we're in and get into some good government. On the mark, sponsor, by the Sunbury Motor Company. Again, call us now if you have some ideas how to do this. I suggest that we go back to an election day, which I think uh, could really change things and make and uh, this popped into my head while I was speaking, but if somebody once said it should be a national holiday. Let's do it, okay? If that's what it takes, if that's the compromise, let's do it. All right. Uh, but you could do real absentee ballots for soldiers and people who just plain, like Ben Reichley, are out of town in Atlanta on business on that day, that kind of thing, so. All right. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. What can we do? You can email us at OnTheMarketWDKOK.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. John Shipman is my co-host, but we would love to hear from you today. Some very brief news headlines. A training facility for firefighters and a shooting range for law enforcement's been proposed on the campus of the Northumberland County Prison. County Commissioner Joe Klebon made the proposal recently during the prison board meeting, says they have the A acreage for it. Volunteer firefighters in the region generally have to travel 20 to 30 miles in order to practice and do their training. A shooting range would be for the sheriff's department, to the staff at the prison, county police, meaning the municipal police departments that are in North Hamilton County, and probation officers and others. So stay tuned for more uh, references to that. And uh, <laughs> uh, this is true f- proof that Matt... Uh, Cotrillo didn't talk this into the copies Says Joe Klebon, along with Clint, her, and the public safety director, Steve Jeffries. So he says, he, her, and Jeffries. <laughs> it sounds like at the bottom of a letter these days, you know. <laughs> Everybody's pronoun is down there. Anyway, uh, Pennsylvania's financial picture. The state government, uh, unlike the federal government, state government is
2: in the black. The Department of Revenue reports that for the month of August, general fund revenues in Pennsylvania totaled $2.9 billion, 2. billion. million above the anticipated amount. Two months into the new fiscal year, the state is already running a surplus of $60.5 million. The three largest sources of revenue are the sales, corporate, and personal income taxes. For the month of August, sales tax revenues were above the anticipated rate, while collections of the income and corporation taxes came in just short of their anticipated totals. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: And finally, I don't know if this is a humorous story or if this is a depressing story. Associated Press reporting today the amount of uncollected tolls on the Pennsylvania Turnpike grew by 50% last year, and a new government audit is urging the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission to address the problem and make changes. Following up on its internal study that said more than $104 million in tolls went uncollected last year, the state State Auditor General Tim DeFore's audit says, no, the is actually $155 million per year. Nearly $1.5 billion in tolls was paid or expected to be paid during the one-year period from April 2021 to March of this year. Losses had been anticipated after the turnpike co- converted from all cash collections in 2020, laying off hundreds of toll collectors and auditors. Many vehicles began using EasyPass, Pass, a device that collects toll- and information and charges drivers but allows many motorists about 10% estimated motorists drive for free either the turnpike cameras don't pick up their easy pass can't read their license plates or the individuals in many cases have deliberately obscured their license plates so 150 fill- imagine that it's a it's a dilemma for you to solve at your house or something you're missing 155 million dollars it,
4: it's crazy and uh, they certainly had to anticipate that there would be some glitches. Uh, Easy Pass, uh, probably more and more people get Easy Pass now, but uh, there's probably uh, 50 or 60% of the the people that don't have Easy Pass because unless you're on the turnpike or another toll road on a regular basis, why do you want to have that? So um, what happens is that the they try to read your license plate. Well, if you put one of those dark plastic things over it or the license plate old and, and uh, faded and so forth, the cameras can't read it correctly. And then besides that, uh, once they get that, somebody has to process out and send you a bill, and you have to write a check and send it back. It's a, a laborious process. and. Uh, I guess that the, the the savings in salary and benefits had to
0: offset that,
4: but $155 million seems like a lot.
0: Yeah, it does. They also turned up $3.2 million in free travel for Turnpike employees and free trips for Turnpike contractors and consultants, worth about $6 million. Throughout this period. So, and they, but the the beauty of this, the good news at the end is the Turnpike only has $13 billion in debt now. So, before 18th Street Financial on 4th Street, your business was called. Mid penage, mid penage, right. Thank you. With the sun on on the logo, I remember yeah. that. What if you're, you you take your taxes up the street and your accountant right around the corner, technically, says, uh, "This all looks good." You you actually have to pay in two thousand dollars more than you did, and you are one hundred and fifty. No, you are uh, thirteen billion dollars in debt. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know this. This dope. is a, uh, a
4: quasi-government operation, but uh, you know the people who run it uh, have been n- neglectful, uh, derelict in their duty because no n- no turnpike should be that. They collect millions, hundreds of millions dollars of dollars a year, and I realize that they've did a lot of upgrades. Uh, cost a lot of money to replace all those people with all these readers and so forth that wasn't cheap and it wasn't free but you would think at some point they, there would be a mandate to pay that back because they're really not a government You know, part of the Pennsylvania government they're a separate quasi government entity sort of like the post office so you know where, where's the post office going? Same direction I mean the post office is so broken that I don't know if you can ever fix
0: it. Well, and it, well, let's talk to Chris. Let's talk to Chris. We'll get back to the turnpike. We don't want to. We're trying to save the whole nation here, not just the turnpike. Chris, thank you so much for waiting through the headlines. I very much appreciate you. Know the topics today. We're trying to glue the nation back together. I think you can help us. You go right ahead. Well,
1: I I disagree about the post office. The post office is doing pretty good work, and uh, I. I kind of hold the Republicans responsible for trying to break up the post office, but now they've uh, we've, we've rescinded that uh, part where they have to have to cover all, uh, 90% of their pension uh, future pension payments every it, it, by a certain date, and that was uh, no business in the world does that, and it's. That was just an attempt to destroy the post office, because Republicans tend to want it privatized.
0: But that's but not what why I'm you called.
1: amazed about is the show is uh, you demonize uh, George Soros and Nancy Pelosi, but we shouldn't do demonizations. Uh the whole, we should make America great again and not worry about the rest of the world, and the rest of the world's going as bad as we are, so it doesn't matter anyway. But you really think that the whole world economy isn't connected and you can just have one country that uh, stands on its own while all the others fail? Of course you can And you go on and on with the conspiracy theories about people trying to control the world, and they try to control the world by having America lead it, Lead it by, and they do that by trying to weaken America. None of it makes any sense. It's all conspiracy theory tinged, and you go, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats are terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, and the Republicans are just as bad, but I vote for all of them. I mean, you, the. the I,
0: uh, chris what's that's,
1: your... such a, that's such a mess what 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 kind of thinking are you doing on this
0: show okay.
4: chris how about how about something positive instead of just criticizing how, tell us how you would fix the problem
1: which problem are we talking about
4: any problem you want to talk about
1: <laughs>
4: oh <laughs> tell us tell us how you would fix a problem well, one, pick a one problem and I, tell I, us how to I, fix I it
1: do is stop trying to uh, manipulate the political system in risky ways like uh, trying to make the argument that state legislatures are all important and they're the only ones who have any power at all to uh, count votes and decide who wins an election that's just asking for trouble and confusion and panic stop uh, stop stop, uh, threatening to close down the government every year when you're not in power. How about doing that? That doesn't help anybody.
4: So when that's was the last time when was the last trouble. time one either party de- decided to th- or threatened to shut down the government? Wasn't last year? Wasn't the year before? How many years has it been?
1: Uh, it, it's been a few years now, but that, that's what's created this whole political system where you can't bu- vote on individual budgets. You, you have to do everything all in a few bills. That created that system.
4: Well, Congress voted to do it that way. It's... it's uh, uh, because Congress... they couldn't
1: pass anything else because of the <clears throat> threats to shut down the government and other manip- manipulations like that.
4: Okay, so, so how, how do we control government spending?
1: How do you control government spending? Well, you try to, you, you, you eliminate pork, pork projects for, uh, and you take an honest look at the military where, uh, a lot, a lot of the military are just, uh, things are just pork projects. Uh, they, you pass laws that, that give the military weapons that they are not requesting and don't really want. That's happened the last few budgets.
0: Chris, uh, let's, let's, t- go, let's uh, get out of a specific thing and start to talk a bit or get back to the general view. Uh, we certainly do have uh, a U.S. Supreme Court that uh, it has no choice, really, but to be making too many decisions. The legislature doesn't do them. The yes, president- and
1: they're, they're, uh, the court has fixed a system where they have more power by pretending to give it to the states.
0: Okay. So what what should we do?
1: What happens is they have to decide on every individual thing whether it goes
6: to the states or not.
4: Chris, the U.S. Constitution only gives the federal government specific powers, and specifically says everything else is reserved for the states or the people. Well, we are the, the people, but the states. so if, if, okay, if so we're
1: going to make America stronger by making it into 48 different states
4: okay,
0: let's skip that. What Great. should we that,
1: what, that'll really make America stronger way to go last, all, all last
0: the, time I knew we had 50 states Chris. <laughs> but anyway, all the way back to what we should do, Chris, what should we do in the u.s?
1: Well, I suppose we'll stop demonizing each other and accept when it's deserved.
0: If we only hadn't said that two times earlier, I'd say he was on to something. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, but you continue the demonization with your conspiracy right.
0: theory. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't say that we're, we practice what we hope to preach, but uh, <laughs> um, what what else should we do in this nation? You're, you're, you certainly have thought a lot about this. Uh,
1: make it easier to vote, not harder. Okay. I think uh voting from uh, voting from home by
0: mail is a wonderful system. Right me too. I
1: don't know why you're against it. I, I, why I, are you against it, Mark?
0: Well, I'm not I'm not against it. I vote by mail from home and okay. uh, <laughs> But Do you uh, cheat? No, no, but let me let me let me get back to sort of think big for a moment. Unfortunately in the US, thanks to President Trump and other people, the the voting by mail has become suspect and it's become sort of entrenched in people's mind that that's uh par- all voting becomes uh, no, no, because not because of Trump. Right, right. No argument there. But this is one of the things. So I'm just saying, let's suppose in order to restore order in this country and confidence in the citizenry and elections, that uh, Mark Lawrence has to compromise a little bit. I'm just saying that I personally, as one individual voter, I would be willing to vote on election day to go back to that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's necessarily a good yeah, idea. But if
1: you- if you can uh, stop uh, election manipulation so that people have to wait 10 hours in line.
0: So, Chris, that would be a dilemma.
1: you can't do that because states control the individual places where people vote and how, the, how they do it. And that's 50 states again.
4: So, Chris. So you
1: can't pass a federal law that affects that because, uh, I don't know, it'd be stated uh, Federal interference and somehow that's bad.
4: Okay. I so, Chris, if, Chris, if a yeah, ballot if a ballot comes in the mail and it's not properly marked or it's not properly signed, what what, what should we do with that ballot? Should we throw that uh, ballot out?
1: What, well, you have you have two, two, two choices. You can try to verify it if you have time, and you have a system for doing it. Or you can just throw it out. I guess. Okay. But if certain people are going, to, people are going to make mistakes, and especially the federal court, uh, the state court in Pennsylvania, what ruled somewhat reasonably that if it's a non-essential thing, like putting the date down on it, it seems fairly inessential. Right.
4: So if there's no date it on it. It
1: be counted anyway.
4: If there's no date on it and it arrives 10 days after the election, should you count that?
1: Well, what what date are you talking about?
4: Well, there's no date on the ballot and the there's ballot no arrives the ballot, 10 days after is, the election is it, is day. It
1: postmarked? Is it postmarked with a date or are you talking about the date that's supposed to be written on it by
4: the person? The person who signed it is supposed to date it.
1: And, so and let's say they, they put it on the wrong
4: date. Let's say they Are didn't you going date to it. Not
1: count that too. Are you looking for ways to not count it? No, dates? no,
4: I'm just asking you what your opinion is on so what happens if you have a, a, a one that wasn't dated and it re- gets there 10 days after the election day, what do you do with that ballot?
1: Well, if there's uh, no no evidence it was mailed before election day, I would think you would count it. You would you would not there I mean you would not count it but if you uh, if it I don't know I I thought they were they usually got postmarked
0: well and they the do but that could be before that, that,
1: that then I don't see the problem
0: I wouldn't think that putting postmarks relying on postmarks is fraud free because the postmark is an incidental thing that is very important as part of the postal system and people so, use it all the time but, but it,
1: are you just trying to get rid of fraudulent
0: uh, I, no, I think that every. Or
1: are you trying to get rid of anything that you can nitpick to get rid of a lot?
4: Uh, no, I, I, every legitimate <laughs> vote goal? should be counted. Every legitimate vote should be counted. How do we do that?
1: Well, first of all, you. The, the, I, I assume you the, there aren't too many people who are registered to vote that are non-existent.
4: Well, Pennsylvania have had uh, over 40,000 dead people on the, on, on the rolls. How do, we, how do we know that some of them didn't vote?
1: Well, if you have a way to eliminate the dead people, then I'd say do it. But it seems like they, when they eliminate dead people, they go by obituaries, and anybody by a certain name get, gets eliminated if they have the name in the same town or something.
0: All right, we got to fix this. And
1: you, then you're doing just damage, and you're not fixing the problem at all.
0: All right, Chris, so thank you. Unless you have a
1: good system for eliminating the dead people, Chris, that's it, fine, but how many dead people actually voted? Did they, what, they found... the. Uh,
0: Chris, I got Three to move or four on. Or
1: in Pennsylvania, I believe.
0: All right, stop. We got to move on. Thank you so much for participating in this. If you have more ideas, feel free to email them in. You can call back too. We'll give you more time if there's time. Well,
1: I don't know what you what you're really trying to do. You described the in, in, initial thing in big terms, and now you got me down talking about. Right. Yeah. That's. Stuff, it, that it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's you know. It's y- complicated. You have some experts to do that.
0: Okay, we got you. All you know, right. Thank you, sir. You
1: don't have opinion. People calling in on radio shows doing that. All
0: right. Much appreciated. But. Thank you, sir. Yep. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for participating. All right. We're going to take more comers. We've got one coming in and one is waiting. We are talking about fixing the U.S., <laughs> for lack of a, a more specific term. Uh, what can we do? Talking past each other. I just enjoyed doing that too, Chris. I didn't listen to what he said. I just came back with my little talking points. So I am guilty as charged. All right, well, we have asked for folks to participate in our conversation. We really aren't doing anything important on the show today except saving the United States. And Chris was 100% right. Uh, we got a little more micro than macro, and let's let's kind of stick with the big picture. All right, I hit the button that says next, and Dan is on the line. Thanks for holding, sir. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark.
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Well, what America lost was a moral compass and i bring this up occasionally i guess people get tired of hearing it but it is true i as i grew up in the late 40s 50s we had a moral compass we knew right from wrong and it was based uh much on scripture it was, it, it, we all had that same moral compass, basically. I know there's other beliefs, but most of us had that same moral values. In that period, along came the revolutionary 60s, and the, it came out, do your own thing. If it feels good, do it. And that at that period, we switched, Quickly change into uh, no all
0: morality. Uh, uh,
3: You do what feels good to you. Dan. If it feels good, do
0: it. Let me stop but, you there. I, I think this is great history. There's no argument about there, and you could be right 100%, but let's talk about solutions. Okay, we cannot turn back the hands of time. You cannot tell people they are no longer free to enjoy their sexuality. Uh, it is very difficult to get people to go back into the mainstream churches, but a lot of people have a super moral compass without faith being part of their lives, so let's just stipulate that. What can we do today to Glue our country back together.
3: Uh, well, if you <laughs> there's no way to glue it back together without a moral compass, without having a solid moral compass. Not what you thinks moral and what I thinks moral. It it has to be based on a solid morality, and you know where that's found.
0: Okay, but okay. so let me stop you there. We're talking about gluing the whole nation back together, particularly with a focus on Washington, D.C., and the Supreme Court and the President. In what way has immorality, or this lack of a moral compass, I guess, is is the issue, in what way has that influenced President Biden and President Trump and the Congress and the courts that we don't have that now? In what way could returning a moral compass to the nation's capital Glue us back together. I mean, I I could still argue with people, even though I have high moral values, or name call, or something like that.
3: Yeah. Well, we're not on this. We're far from being on the same page. Now, in the fifties, yeah, I my mom and dad, I'm sure, voted for Nixon, but yet Kennedy won, and. Kennedy was a different Democrat than Nick than uh, the Democrats you have today yeah he did some things that weren't great in the White House we all know his reputation but yet he was a patriot for America and we lost that kind of patriotism because of our moral compass and Yeah, Kennedy, and I don't remember Mom and Dad ever complaining about Kennedy. Okay, but today was one of the last presidents (laughs) of the Democratic Party that loved America.
0: All right, well that's false anyway. But what about? That's true. Okay, that's fine. We'll stipulate it's true. But let's just
3: check with John. Anybody? (laughs)
0: Let's get back to present day.
3: Biden is not for America. Okay,
0: that's he's, fine. Okay, so he's a bad person. He
3: that he loves America, <laughs> he loves the global economy.
0: But what can we do to fix America today, Skip? Don't have, say the word uh, Biden. Don't say the word uh, Kennedy. What can we do to fix America today?
3: today? what we need is a God sent revival
0: okay, to d- turn
3: us back to truth, because my truth don't matter, your truth don't matter. The real truth is what matters. And I found out during the last elections for Trump, it was the basic moral people that voted for Trump. It was the people with Christian values. All right. and so the, the, the people that are basically becoming to be hated the born-again group of Christians. All
0: right, got to stop you there. put Trump
3: in office because he did present values, even though it, you, I know you people say despicable. No, blah, no, no, blah, we're blah, not saying
0: blah. that. We're not saying that anymore, Dan. We appreciate it. Right, I'll give you a couple he, uh, seconds to wrap he, up. Yeah,
3: uh, he brought our, he had values, abortion. He, he had the values that were important to bring america back
0: okay perfect that's an excellent exclamation point thank you so much really appreciate it thank you moral combat i think that has got to be part of it there cannot be anybody who uh... Spends some time on their knees and uh, if you don't spend time on your knees you're never going to be a good uh, leader in this country one of our listeners says good grief if we could all realize that time doesn't stop progress uh... it Period. Uh, progress is real. Anyone who pushes against change and evolution is causing trouble and pushing away those of us who have open minds and see progress. Another listener says, uh, "Nope, that's specifically micro." Uh, thoughts on what you've heard so far? Are you ready for a caller? Or we're, yeah, we're, I think we'll take another okay, caller and we'll then it, we'll, and then we'll take. You we got a, break. a couple more waiting. So, uh, Mike, go right ahead. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead.
7: Yeah. I, now I agree with uh, Dan with what he was saying in many respects, but I believe he was just pointing out one of the symptoms. And my theory on what's happening right now, and I'm going to go back and just quote Barack Obama when he said, we're going to fundamentally change this country. Okay. Now he, he he was, he believed that he was correct. And I believe there's a group of people that want to basically fundamentally change this country. And what I mean by that is they want to transition us into something that we are not right now, not even close to it, and it has—it's been going on a long time. Uh, they're they're hell bent on basically destroying the dollar, destroying the economy, destroying the uh, basically the structure of this country, creating everyone so that they're equal. And then some of your other callers mentioned the control situation. In other words, to be able to control us through the energy, through the food, uh, and all that business, and. Uh, I think it really goes, and I'm not really up on the term one-world government, but I, I do think that there, that could be part of it. And, and I just think that, you know, when you said, how are we going to get people back into the churches? Well, I know that after, right after 9-11 there was a big surge in people going into uh, faith-based uh, institutions. But, uh, I, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I... I think we're past the point of any return. Not that I'm you know, completely negative. I'm gonna live my life, try to do the best I can, help other people, help my family. But uh, I just don't like the handwriting that's on the wall.
0: Okay, anything you can think of that will help us get back on track? Anything you can think of that'll help us get back on track?
7: Well, think about this. Yesterday, I brought up on your show where there was two events that involved murders and the race or the political party affiliations was not mentioned. And my belief is that the mainstream media ignored that fact because one person was a black that was a perpetrator, and the other perpetrator was a Democrat, had it been reversed. So the media is basically, I don't know whether they're being controlled by the same people that are controlling our government right now, but they're playing the game with the people that want to weaken us. And you go back to the movie Lenny. Remember Lenny says, if your wife walks in and catches you with another woman in bed, you just tell her that's not what you saw. and then just keep telling her that because sooner or later she's going to want to believe it. And I do believe that there are a lot of people like me in this country that believe that we are being destroyed on purpose, the, the fabric of this country. but there's just many, many, many people that they do do, do not want to believe it, and they, they want to believe that the narratives that they're told, they want to believe that you know the old you know America will always recover and all that business. And I, I just think that if we do not start electing people, and again, I'm gonna, this is where I'm gonna go off the rails for many people, I'm gonna say, they've had the same vision of Donald Trump. Now, I may have been completely fooled by him, and he may have been part of this big scheme himself, I don't know, but I think that Donald Trump wasn't really a leader, he was a follower, he was following people that believe like I do, and there was a lot of them in the country at that time, and the left got lax, and he won, and that's why they had to
0: get rid of them. All right, we got so that's
7: you. my summation. I have no answers. I just know <laughs> that we're in big trouble.
0: All right, well, thank you so much, Mike. Come up with some answers and call us back, please. Okay. All right. Uh, one of our listeners says, uh, recent conspiracy theories have come true, but you are too blind to see it. So you're right. But that, you know, the problem we have starts
4: with Congress. And the problem we have in Congress is we have the same people that are there for 30 or 40, 40 or almost 50 years. We've got uh, a senator who's over 90 years old. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the, they get so entrenched uh, and so obligated to special interests that they don't even serve the, the, the people they represent anymore. We really need to have term limits, uh, I see we have an email to that effect. but. Uh, Congress is not going to impose limits on themselves. Uh, the people are going to have to do it. Uh, Convention of states is, is probably the only option that I see on the horizon right now. Um, 18 or 19 states have already passed the resolution, but uh, the people are going to have to step up and say, okay, listen, you can only serve so long and then go home, because what we originally had in this country were citizen legislators, they went to they went to uh, Washington uh, early in January, uh, and by the end of March they left and went home. And uh, like in Maryland, they meet yeah. for a couple months. They have to pay their own. Expenses. Half of the states, half of the states do that. Well, that's Pennsylvania the is an outlier. Uh, we're not in the majority. <laughs> but uh, so what we need to have is is uh, a realistic. Uh, Uh, term limits for people uh, in Congress, and that's the only way you're going to fix it, because the longer they're in, the more jaded they are, and the more powerful they become,
0: so you can't get them out. All right. One of our listeners says uh, on, on this topic, the email you mentioned, so the federal government dictates when pilots and Bureau of Prisons employees have to retire, but it's okay for those fossils to work in <laughs> Congress, okay? Uh, <laughs> you and I are uh, fossils, I guess. Uh, all right, I we're going to take. You're not yet. Well, <laughs> I'm hardening. I'm hardening. <laughs> all right. Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars is what they stand for, but they also stand for great behind-the-scenes employees who do a fantastic job. And guess what? Of course, they have over a hundred of them, but fewer than two hundred. And they'd like to get back up to two hundred workers. And the way that they do that is to hire you. They're looking for entry-level and experienced people. Places you could work would include the quick lane, light truck service, heavy truck service, body, frame, alignment, and towing departments. They've been hiring people for 107 (laughs) years, and there have been some folks that were there for 50 years, but I'll tell you what, they would just love you to join the legacy at the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, SunburyMotors.com a great place to start. Talk to Jeff or Ernie or Austin or Alphonse or Jason or Chris, and uh, they'll say, yeah, all that stuff Mark says about the The uh, F-250 is true, but the best part is that it's got backing with the Sunbury Motor Company. You're going to get a reasonable price. They're still a volume dealer. They're still discounting vehicles like the Kia Stinger. Uh, It is a sports sedan like crazy, ultra-small, all-wheel drive, about $50,000, about, uh, I would guesstimate, 25 miles to the gallon or so average, so you're going to hit 30 on the highway, but you're not going to want to. It's going to drive like it has two engines in it, And uh, one of them is almost a four-liter turbo, which a lot of bigger minivans have that in them. So it is just a ton of motor and suspension and low sleek. But, of course, it's got uh, all the warning signals and bells and whistles to keep you safe and keep you in your lane and, uh, you know, rear cross warning and all that sort of thing. So it's just a fantastic vehicle. The Kia Stinger, Sunbury Motors, will give you all the answers that you need to the questions I just raised, sunburymotors.com. All right, we're going to wrap up with two callers and a bunch of emails that have come in we're going to look at those when we come back
2: there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's sunbury motors where you get selection knowledgeable salespeople and prices that fit your budget and more important that friend you can trust welcome to sunbury motors kia ford and hyundai
0: All right, we got some emails, and we got two callers waiting. Uh, One of our listeners says, One massive step towards fixing the U.S. would be having term limits in Congress and the Senate. But sadly, I know that's a dream that won't happen, and that is precisely the problem. A large majority of our politicians are there for themselves only and have totally lost touch with the fact that they were there to work for us. Holding a political seat should never be a lifelong career. Convention uh, absolutely, of I agree with that 100%. And actually, it's not impossible that that could happen. Uh, Harry, you're on the mark. Thank you. Uh, you waited a long time, so thank you for your patience. <laughs> Go right ahead.
8: Uh, now, I mean, the, and uh, you know, I know this is overstating the obvious, but but the the term limits is is a a big um, uh, a big detriment to getting anything done in this country because now it becomes disturbing a different master than we the people. Uh, we the People is a quaint idea that unfortunately is, is pretty much gone uh, by the wayside. When you think back to when we started, you had guys like like Adams and, and Payne and, and, and all of the, the Founding Fathers would go from anywhere from Georgia to, to Maine down to Philadelphia on horse and buggy, and, or walking in some cases. And having a price on their head, where they—if they had been found—they could have been killed by the uh, executed by the British for treason—and they still came together and and forged, uh, forged a, a republic together. Now we're at the mercy of what Smith, Glaxo, Klein, and Merck and Argo and and uh, Sonoco want, and we have become the worship of the Almighty the almighty uh, dollar paying for every single decision that's made in this country. Going back to what um, what Dan said, he's very right about the, the moral compass. And I, I mean, I am a, uh, uh, a devout follower of my faith. I, I, I go to church often. I, I participate in other things other than just Sunday Mass. But you can we're not just talking about the religious end of it. We're talking about the fact that the morals of this country is what can you do for me? And everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to do right. And until we can change that mindset, it really doesn't matter what any of the rest of the, the rest of the accomplishments are, nothing will change.
0: Right. It's the, it's the mission and the mindset. All right. Thank you so much, Harry. Thank you very much for checking in. John, reaction? Yeah, I,
4: I think that's a great observation. You know, uh, when moral people think about other people, okay, how is this going to affect my family? How much? How is this going to affect uh, my my neighbors? How is this going to affect other people? And moral people make decisions not just based on what's good for them, but what's good for those people that are around them. And uh, what we have now is is a me first, uh you know, I'm the only one that matters. if I'm happy, I don't care how the rest of you feel. If I hurt you, it's okay, and then, of course, the next step is, well, if I don't get my way, I'll just pull out this this pistol and and uh, start shooting so uh, the the problem we have is that that uh, years ago, families taught their children that uh, you're not the most important person in the world. Uh, every baby thinks they are. You know, every baby... <laughs> every how ba- we start out. Well, it's human nature. It's human nature. So every baby thinks they're the most important person in the world, and parents have to teach that child, you know, you're, you're loved and you're appreciated and we think you're wonderful, but you're not the most important person in the world you treat other people with dignity and respect, and they'll treat you with dignity and respect. And that's what I think a lot of these people are talking about. That's what we've lost, the dignity and respect that we owe to one another. And I mean we owe to one another. It's not something that, you know, if you are going to have a civil society, dignity and respect are owed to other people. Uh, And so when I start to disrespect you publicly, uh, that just leads
0: to more of the same. So it's, coincidence that our republic is crumbling and 50% of the nation is nuns when they check off on a box whether they're religious or not they click they click off none that's not coincidence. It's not coincidence. All right. well, uh, one of our listeners sends us a note. It says, too much money in too few hands is the big problem. Raise taxes 70% on corporations and big businesses. It worked before, it'll work again. We didn't have debt. People had jobs and cheap health insurance. Wall Street is a big, big problem. I know John disagreed because of the business he was in, but that is a big, big problem. A CEO making 500 times his employees' pay is not good uh, another listener says um, I just like to
4: say oh please. I partially agree with that mean
0: big business big business has way too much influence in in our government today right another listener says hi mark please let Dan know I am a Christian and I consider myself to have a good moral compass and values I did not vote for Donald Trump in the past election he needs to stop generalizing groups of people my opinion is everybody that calls into your show, just whines and complains. Stop complaining about problems within your country and do something proactive to make positive helps. And another listener says, one step we can take to fix our nation is to dismantle the Washington power structure and slay the behemoth, that is, the U.S. government. Move the Department of the Interior to Colorado, the Department of Energy to Texas, and the Department of Education to Wisconsin, and so forth. And make a congressman a part time job, yes, with term limits. This idea has been floated around. By decentralizing the D.C. power structure, it would reduce the size of the departments and the government overall. A good first step in getting our government accountable and back in the hands of the people. What do you think? That's a great idea. Great ideas, all. I think. Yes,
4: that's great ideas. I okay. subscribe to all of those. I
0: have,
4: I've articulated probably all of those over the years. All right, Joseph, you get a couple of minutes. Go right
0: ahead.
6: Oh, thank you for so much time. Yes, uh, I appreciate Dan and the other callers uh, on their answer to this question. Now, I don't have the answer myself but I, I, I know where I found the answer to the, the question. It's not in term limits. <laughs> there we go. It's not taxes. It's not in crooked politicians or good politicians. It's Yahweh. I think you made the comment, Mark, that uh, uh, here, uh, when Dan was speaking, that uh, we can't turn back the clock now uh, since, you know, the genie's been out of the bottle with uh, same-sex marriage and abortion and all these things, uh, uh, you know what I mean? How, how can we go back to that 50s mentality or the 40s mentality? And you're, you're, you're kind of right in a sense. And, and that's the big problem. That is the problem. And here's the answer. It's not my answer, but this is from our Heavenly Father. In Chronicles, he says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways then he'd heal their land our land needs healing just as it did in the civil war with abraham lincoln and he had a day of prayer and so forth and other people were praying then and and yahweh intervened and it takes an intervention of the almighty and this is what we must do. And then he will heal our lands. He'll he'll put it in the hearts of people to do the right thing right. and bring conviction to people that uh, are on the fringes of, of, of humanity. Men marrying men and women marrying other women and uh, killing unborn babies and changing their sex from a man to a woman and all this ridiculous stuff that's going right. on in our society, which is, which is about uh, this cancer on
0: our land. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Joseph. I knew you were going to say that. Anything else to add? I think that we've had a lot of good conversation, but it's just a start. Well, we'll have it back. Ben will be back next week. We're going to argue about Republicans and Democrats, but then I'll have you back in, and we'll get back to fixing the nation once and for all. It'll be a pleasure, Mark. Thank you, sir. John Shipman with us today. I'm Mark Lawrence, Rob Center, our producer. This is WK okay K-Sunbury.